appreciate him giving thanks giving thanks father we thank you in jesus mighty name we have given thanks what are you expecting from the lord tonight in this bible study review tell the lord i am expecting this i'm expecting that i want answers in this area i want answers in this area ask him whatever you ask the lord he will do for you it's a covenant keeping god what is your expectation tonight your expectations shall not be cut off in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. We ask you, Lord, to take absolute control. Total preeminence of every session tonight. And at the end of the day, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. You may please put your hands together for Jesus, for Jesus, and take your seats in his presence. I want to appreciate God and God's servant in the house for this privilege to share the Bible study review with us and it's my prayer that the grace of God upon his servant's life will be on the increase in Jesus mighty name hallelujah uh, last week we looked at the cost of discipleship are we ready the cost of discipleship what is one cost of discipleship from the audience yes Sacrifice. God bless you, man. Another person, cost of discipleship. Praise God. So she was the only person in church last Wednesday. Amen. Uh, before then, we looked at who is a disciple. We also looked at the call to discipleship. And this week, we are going to be looking at the rewards of discipleship. And as we of introduction, we have this. While the requirements of discipleship may look so demanding, the rewards of discipleship make its requirements look pale when you compare them in comparison. And that's what we want to see tonight. Amen. Because it's, it's possible that some people were scared last week, having considered all the costs. Maybe you are thinking... Oh, Sister Pamela, that's our sister that uh, did that beautiful Bible study review last week. Let's put our hands together for Jesus, for our life, for the grace of God upon our life. You might be saying, Sister Pamela, but this is too much. How can I be doing all this sacrifice, everything, just because of discipleship? Wait till you see the reward. Tell someone, wait till you see the reward. Amen. In fact, the more the demand of discipleship, the greater the rewards that follow. The more the demands for every individual, the greater the reward. Look at everyone who is celebrated the most. They would have put in the most effort. They might not tell you, you may not know. Every star you see in every feed, they would have put in the most effort. Hallelujah. Luke 10, 7. Let's read together. And in the same house, remain eating and drinking such as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. The laborer is worthy of his hire. So let's say uh, the labor is to take care of this entire auditorium. Definitely the reward or the remuneration, or the payment, is also going to be equivalent 
But if the labor is just to clean maybe one chair, it won't be the same amount of reward. Does that make sense? First Timothy 5.18. Let's also read together. For, we're not reading together. I want to hear us. For the scripture said, Thou shalt not muscle the horse that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. So for every cost you go through, there is a reward waiting for you. I thought someone is saying amen. amen. For every sacrifice of being a disciple, there is a reward waiting for you in Jesus' name. As a disciple, whatever you do in the kingdom is an investment and a seed that will always come back as harvest. We all heard Jesus say, I am after my father's business. So I'm not the one calling it business. I'm not the one. Jesus said it. That is after his father's business. So discipleship too should be treated as a business. And in business, the goal is to make what? Profit. Hallelujah. So also as a disciple, you should look forward to the reward. We'll, we'll, we'll get some scriptures to that effect. And a seed that will always come back as harvest. We all know that when you sow a seed, it germinates, right? And it grows. Hallelujah. Galatians 6, 7. Let's also read together. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man, a woman, a child, a boy, a girl, whatsoever they sow it, that they shall also reap. So that, that explains it. How much you put in determines how your reward will be. Amen. Amen. And this brings me to the story where someone was asking that how come some trees, some fruits just grow? For instance, the maize that we eat, you, you plant it. For some people, you know it as corn. And in three months, you're already harvesting it. But there are some trees that you plant you don't even see the fruit until maybe after years. But look at that tree and the maize. After three months, as you reap the harvest, what do you do? They cut down the corn and the tree and the cobs and everything after you have taken your harvest. But look at that tree that stays years. When the fruit comes, it comes much more than that of the maize. So the same thing, look at it from that perspective that as much as I'm giving in, as much as I'm putting in, my reward will also be that glorious in Jesus' mighty name. However, the reward of discipleship is not based on the magnitude. I should have put only, but the motive, hallelujah. It is not based on the magnitude, but the motive. Because God does not see like human beings see. God is not looking at how you are sweating. God is looking at your heart. I may come here and sweat and sweat and sweat, cleaning, showing myself the day our father and Lord will be in the church, in the office, so that he sees that I came to clean the church. But the day is not around, I won't come. <laughs> but God knows the motive. Even before I left my house, God knows why I was coming. That is, let's look at Matthew 10, 40 to 42. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. 
41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. 42. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall no wise lose his reward. So when you do it because of the calling as a disciple, you will reap the reward of a disciple. When you do it faithfully, faithful God will show up for you. But when you do it faithfully, the person that you are doing it faithfully will show up their face for you. Does that make sense? When you do it faithfully, he said, he is called the faithful God. He will show up. But when you do it faithfully, I service, it is the person that you are doing it that will show up for you. God forbid that it's not me that you are doing it for. I will show up with my small dollars. And that's where, but when God shows up, hallelujah, the Bible said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So there is nothing he cannot show up with. That husband, that wife, whatever it is, that miracle professional job, that car, it's okay to talk about the car. I told you that in this book, your private jet is there. We'll get the one that will show you the verse. I will show you the verse. Say that. Well, I want you to like think about it. I'm, I'm trying to whet your appetite. But your private jet is whatever you desire. When the faithful God shows with his reward, he will reward you according to what you need and what you want. But when it is according to a man's face or eye service, the man will give you what they don't need again. <laughs> I don't know if you got that. The man will not give, for instance, no man will give you their bedroom. Right? No man will give you their house and stay in the cold. But if, does that make sense? They will only give you what they can dispense. Praise God. That's uh, another point for another day. So, number two, why rewards? God never call, calls anyone to seek or serve him in vain. Our Father and the Lord mentioned that during the pre-service prayer. Isaiah 45, 19. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. So he has not called you to seek him in vain. Even in service tonight, he has not called you to come to church in vain. As a disciple, God has not called you to be a disciple in vain. Just tell yourself, I'm not a disciple in vain. I have a reward as a disciple. All the people he called in the scripture, we're back to the review and outline now, so go back to your outline. All the people he called in the scripture were distinguished and became very great. Check their stories. We'll read the scripture, but look at Abraham. He was still... He was still staying with his father. It's our father in the faith, so I have to talk it with respect. Say it with respect. Speak about this with respect. We're not gossiping, but he was still staying with his father when God called him. Does that make sense? With his wife and still living. Just imagine 
<laughs> Imagine the situation now. That, uh, my wife, my children were all living with my parents. And my other siblings are also living without. No matter how you describe that kind of love, you know there will be inconveniences. But check his latter days. In fact, today we are still calling him the father of faith. See how God gave him eternal glory. Hallelujah. That is someone's testimony in Jesus' name. Look at Isaac. Look at Jacob. Look at David. Look at Peter. Look at Paul. All of them and any other person you remember in the scripture. Anyone God called, he turned their stories around. Genesis 26, 12 to 13. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year how many food? An hundred food. And the Lord blessed him. And the man was great and went forward and grew until he became what? That is what happens to disciples. When God calls you, he doesn't call you to be worse than where you were. He, doesn't, he calls you to take you to the next level. To take you to higher level. To take you to his own level. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that is what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That place tells us that God is a rewarder. So if you are doubting me, this is the scripture telling you that he's a rewarder of anyone that he has called. Hallelujah. And Revelation 22, 12 talks about a quick reward. He said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. So this means that as disciples we can be rewarded here on earth and in the world to come. I thought someone would be excited. So you'll be rewarded here just for being a disciple. So you are getting like double pay. You'll be rewarded here and in the world to come you'll also be rewarded. That is into eternity like we just talked about Abraham. David, hallelujah, Luke 18, 29, let's read this together, and he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, verily I say unto you, there is no man or woman that had left house or parents or brethren or wife or husband or children for the kingdom's sake, if you go down, he says, that will miss they will not miss their reward. If you go to 30, studio, if we can see 30, please. While we are waiting for that, what rewards should I expect as a disciple? So look at the second part of what Jesus said. Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting? So you receive, you enjoy now, and you also enjoy in the world to come. The reward is now and in the world to come. Hallelujah. That will be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. If you look at the meaning of manifold, because it's King James Version, it looks, it looks, it looks normal. Manifold means manifold. 
<laughs> Colloquial English, if you interpret it, means many fold. Yeah, you can add S to the fold. Many times more. Thank you so much, studio. God bless you guys. Amen. Many times more in this world and in the coming age. So whatever cost you may have paid, whatever sacrifice, whatever you may have suffered as a disciple, you will get the reward many times more. Amen. Thank you for this saying amen. That will surely be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. So what reward should I expect as a disciple? So you should be expecting something. When you go to your office every morning, <laughs> in two weeks for those who are paid uh, bi-weekly, you are expecting something to eat your account or to get a paycheck, right? And that motivates you to go to the office every day. True or false? Or is there anybody here that likes the office so much? You just want to... Amen. Just go there, get dressed, uh, buy gas, drive down to the office, work, at times do overtime, and go back home, you're tired, you rest, you take care of yourself. You, just, you are just doing it because you like the office. You like the name of the company. Maybe the company is Heavenly Fried Chicken. Heaven Sent Fried Chicken. You know that's a, a business name. Heaven Sent Fried Chicken in the U.S. Maybe because of the heaven in it and you're a disciple, you just want to go to that office. Is there anyone like that here? The same way, as a disciple, you must expect. He said, our expectations shall not be cut off. Because if you are not expecting it, it might come and you won't recognize it. You must be expectant of your reward. In fact, it is faith to expect from God. It is faith to expect. If you go to that Hebrews 11, you see what the scripture says. So that's why we, we termed it, what should you expect? So if you are not expecting anything, begin to expect these ones now. There are so many rewards in fact, if we list all of them tonight, we won't leave the church by Sunday. There are so many rewards if I termize them. But these ones are the ones you should expect based on the scripture. The first one, the call to discipleship comes with rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who said this? Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. <laughs> this is the hard part. His yoke is not easy. It's, even when he prayed, there was a time he was praying and the Bible recorded that he was sweating blood. I don't know how that was possible. <laughs> so when, when you... <laughs> has anyone prayed here and blood came out and sweat? Hallelujah. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. By grace, it is easy. Amen. And it will be easy for you in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, uh, I would have stopped here because of uh, time. But uh, we can accommodate this. Studio, please. Second Chronicles. Let's read from 12. Let's, this is not on the outline. Write it down, please. But this is, this is a scripture that I like so much as a covenant practitioner. And I think anyone that practices the covenant should know this. 
and they entered into, let's read together, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God. Say discipleship of their fathers with all their hearts and with all their souls. That is, we, we talked about that, I think, the second week or so. That what, how the service of a discipleship is with all your heart. That whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. And they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice. That's their covenant and pledge. And without, and with shouting, and with trumpets, and with cornets. 15, look at, let's all focus on 15. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire. And it's, this is talking about passion. How do you serve in the church? Do you serve passionately? Or you are just doing it in a drab way? Like, I think it's one of the uh, last week or last two weeks. I'm going. If you want me to go to that church, call me. That's, <laughs> that is not a disciple, that's a follower. So passion with your whole desire. And it was found of them. And the Lord gave them what? Rest round about. That is your testimony in Jesus' name. Immediately, if you look at this scripture, as soon as they swore, they went into a covenant with God. The same thing, as soon as you accept, because we said you must accept the call for discipleship. Even though the call is a command. Like Jesus said, follow me. Peter and Co. would have stayed back and said, why should I follow you? What are you going to offer me? But when he said, follow me, they followed him. So, when you accept that course, like you are entering into a covenant with him as a disciple, and this is what you get. The Lord God Almighty, whom you serve, we give you restaurant about in Jesus' name. Number two, you are the first partaker, and you have a part in Christ and God. Let's try to break this down. 2 Timothy 2.6. 2 Timothy 2.6. I think someone should read from the audience. 2 Timothy 2.6. Please, can you give someone a microphone here? Yeah. Let's all... Sorry, your microphone is coming, man. Thank you, man. And someone has get ready for Hebrews 3.14 and Genesis 15.1. Yeah. 2 Timothy 2.6. Yeah. Please read it out. It's on the screen, man. The microphone is not... Turn it on, please. Thank you. The husband man that labors must be first partaker of the fruits. Amen. So when you labor... <laughs> hallelujah. Someone else will not come and get your reward in Jesus' name. Yes. You know it happens to unbelievers... Some people will work so hard, work so hard. And unfortunately, even happens in marriages. The couple will build and build and build. And when they are finished building, something will happen. If in, it's in Africa, the man will marry another wife. <laughs> if it's in Western world, if you try it, the man will go on the street. <laughs> so it's both ways. <laughs> The man will go on the street if he's in Western world, and the woman will take all the rewards. If he's in Africa, the man marries another wife, and the woman will decide whether to be in a, a polygamous home or go on the street. 
That will not be your testimony in Jesus' name. But it happens in the world. People will labor and labor and labor and someone else. Some people will work and work, be committed in that office and when promotion comes, they give it to somebody else. God forbid. That is not our testimony in Jesus' name. But God is not like that. God is not man. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a faithful God. If you labor, you'll be the first partaker. And the same, just like we say when we pray, if you, are, you don't come to a service without praying. Because if you pray for that service, if there's only one blessing, you'll be the person to take it home. If the angels come with blessings, you will be the first day because you prayed on your way at home, even before the service, and say, Father, let there be encounter in that service. It's not only the uh, servant of God ministering that should pray. You, that, because if you don't pray, the people that prayed based on this scripture will be the first to be blessed. It is, God is not uh, playing favoritism. It's just, if you follow his word, hallelujah. Amen. Because of time, let's continue. So, Hebrews 3, 14, let's, let's read together. For we are made partakers of Christ if we owe the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Is this King James Version? Okay, hallelujah. Let's look at Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. Look at this. That's why Abraham was great. That's why we are great through the blessings of Abraham today. Because his reward was God. <laughs> Imagine if God is your reward. What else would you seek? But that's what God is saying. Just for obeying God. Just for listening and doing what God said you should do. That will be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. So you, are, you have a part in Christ. You have a part in God. Hallelujah. You are worthy of double honor. First Timothy 5.17 You are worthy of double honor. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So the word will know the word. The word of God. The Bible. You, you labor in the world. You don't leave your house without... As a disciple, what word do you want to give to the people? If you go out there, you just want to speak grammar, speak Queen's English. Hello, God bless you. Jesus loves you. Uh, it's okay to say that, but what word do you have to back it up? Because I've said that Jesus loves you, and the man said, There's so, not even mind, say youth in Perth, Scotland. The guy said, no, you don't know what you're saying. He doesn't love me. So, how do I bounce back? The Holy Spirit will give you understanding. But the Holy Spirit will only give you understanding according to the word. Not according to your grammar. For the later kill it, the spirit gives life. The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Praise God. So, you must labor in the word. If God says, I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. And you are seeking him diligently. And you are not seeing the reward. Go back to that word and remind him. That is, you labor. You, you bring out the flesh, the honey, the milk, everything in the world. And you'll be the first partaker in Jesus' name. You shall receive a hundredfold reward. Uh, because of time, we should touch doctrine. Doctrine is instructions. Because it's very key. 
Most people labor in the word, but they don't labor in the doctrines. Your unit head will give you instruction. You won't obey your... But your unit head was placed there by God's servant. So if your unit head says, do this, do it, as unto God's servant, as unto God, because God's servant is following Christ. The unit head is following God's servant. So if you disobey your unit head, and the next minute God's servant walks by and you obey him for the same instruction, you may not get the blessing because you are not laboring in a doctrine. Let's, I just want to emphasize that. We don't have enough time. But that is something and understanding that we must go with. They labored in the word and doctrine. You saw what happened. Thank God for power to triumph. You saw what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. They did not offend God. They lied to God's servant. And the Holy Spirit struck them. That will not be our testimony in Jesus' name. You shall receive a hundredfold reward. Mark 10, 28 to 30. In Jesus' mighty name. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Is there anyone in this category? They're saying, I come to church every day. I am in hundreds, unit, hundreds of units. I am doing this, I am doing that. That's the same thing Peter was saying. And Jesus answered, and is answering you, and I said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left us. We read that scripture earlier in, earlier in Luke. Sisters, father, let's go to the other part. Tell thee. But he shall receive an hundredfold. Now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Hallelujah. But there's something there with persecutions. <laughs> Amen. We don't have time to go into that. <laughs> Amen. But I, 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 just, I just love the word of God. Amen. I don't know about you. I still love this part too. With persecution. And in the world to come, eternal life. That will be our testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Let's not be scared of the persecution because the reward is greater. Amen. You are rewarded with the kingdom of God. Matthew 5, 10 to 11. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. That is what the disciples go through. You are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of God, heaven, which is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You are still blessed even when they do it to you with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You shall receive an addition of all your needs and wants. And this is, this is very apt. We have seen it, we have heard it from this author, testimonies upon testimonies. Matthew 6, 33, works like what? Wonder. It, work, it works. Anyone who practices it has come back with testimony. So I don't know about if you are practicing this, but look at it. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when he says all, he didn't say some. All. All. And I tell people jokingly, it's not only your needs, even your wants. It's okay to like jewelries. I don't know, like the devil just told people that jewelries, jewelries belong to the world. It's not. Heaven is made of streets of gold. I don't know if someone heard that. So if you want jewelries, you can pray for them if you love them. Say, God, I, I, I don't want to be wearing the same set of jewelries every day. I want to wear different on diamond today, gold tomorrow. Seriously. 
Heaven is made with streets of gold. So why, why, are you, why don't you want to enjoy it? Are you not looking forward to enjoy the streets of gold? To walk on the streets of gold? Hallelujah. I thought someone would be excited about that. Hallelujah. So whatever is the addition that you need, God will add it to you as you seek him first. That will be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. You shall be a royalty to reign on earth and be found among royalty. Revelation 5, 9 to 10. And the song, a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. So we are redeemed. And look at 10. And has made, made us unto our God kings and priests, queens and priests. And we shall reign on earth. I thought someone would say amen. Yeah. We shall reign on earth in Jesus' mighty name. And if you don't know, some of us are already reigning on earth. How does that? A king's word is obeyed. So when you come out in the morning and you declare, I am favored this morning, and you see it when you get to your office, that is reigning. That's royalty. It's only a king's word that is obeyed. Hallelujah. Amen. So you just need to have this understanding and take it to the next level. So you don't this, your, your words are not just only for little things, but when it comes to weighty things, your faith shrinks. That will not be your testimony in Jesus' name. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine. 29. Seest thou a man or a woman diligent in his or her business, he or she shall stand before kings. He or she shall not stand before mean men. So, discipleship. We talked about the cost. We talked about what it takes. It is not, a, it's not, it's not an ordinary business. It, it takes, it demands diligence. Hebrews 11 says, it rewards they that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. And you will stand before kings and queens in Jesus' mighty name. You shall receive an eternal honor and remembrance like the 12 apostles. Revelation 21, 14. They are our standard, just so that you know. They were the first disciples. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That will be your testimony in Jesus' name. So, all the things, because people, it's easy to say, oh, this uh, 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 Stephen, this happened to Stephen. The other apostle died in Asia. This one was a martyr. But look at this. Look, just look at this. Yeah? The street of God that we are talking. The foundation will be, <laughs> amen, in the names of these people. So, whatever they suffered, hallelujah. I don't know, like, where I come from. When you make a little, like, just become, I'm not saying when you become wealthy, when you become rich. Some, they are not even rich. When they just get some extra money, they name the street after themselves. <laughs> they brother Jude and son street. <laughs> Seriously. But this is heaven. Their name, oh, hallelujah. I don't, I'm not sure if you got that revelation. Amen. That will be our testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, 19 to 20, if you go to Revelations 21, 19 to 20, said, and the foundation of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. So it's not just a foundation that is fake, 
with precious stones that some of these ones have not even heard about them. Hallelujah. You will hear new things concerning you and your family in Jesus' mighty name. You shall be distinguished as an everlasting star. Daniel 12, 3, we know that forever and ever. I said, they that turn many to righteousness, discipleship, they will be made as stars forever and ever. You know, in the world, people get rich and become poor. That is not your testimony in Jesus' name. You will get rich and richer and where they are in Jesus' mighty name. Because that's what this scripture says, forever and ever. You will not go below where you are today in Jesus' mighty name. You shall receive a crown of glory that cannot be corrupted. We can see that in First Peter 5, 1 to 4. And you shall abide in eternity with Christ Jesus. From John 14, 1 to 3, Ephesians 2 to 6. Have you been blessed tonight? Let's rise on our 